You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. Welcome into the training camp 2023 edition of the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Rainey. I'm Evan Giddings. Check us out by downloading the Odyssey app. Check us out on YouTube on 95.7 The Game YouTube channel. Subscribe and like both while you are there. Mark, it's finally here. The 49ers are about to report, or they have reported, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, we're recording this on Monday They are reporting to NFL training camp. The veterans are on their way to Santa Clara. They're about to hit the field, and it's go time, man. What's going on? How you feeling? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm doing great. Looking forward to uh, some uh, fresh content that will be poured out. We finally are going to have a a lot of not only uh, comments from Kyle Shanahan and players and, and John Lynch. I know they're both speaking Tomorrow as we're recording this Tuesday, today, to most of you listening this, listening to this. Uh, so looking forward to that. But then also just being able to react to live action reps. Again, I know you kind of did that a little bit at OTAs, but it's nowhere near the same, of course, in training camp. So I'm just fired up to, to finally be at this point of the calendar where you have stars, you know, showing up to camp and and you actually can react to things because the 49ers have a lot of things set in stone. I know we'll get into it throughout this episode and, and the rest of training camp and, and preseason, Evan, but there's still a lot on the line and a lot of positions to be decided. So while they have a lot of their starters set, I mean, there's a reason why there's 53-man rosters. Every spot is really, really important, and I'm excited to see how it all shakes out because – one surprise here, one miss there. That could be the difference in this team winning a Super Bowl or not. It really could. Yeah, it could be an elbow ligament. You never know. <laughs> um, look, we're going to get into the position battles. We're going to get into some of the non-quarterback aspects of this football team that, of course, are very important. But the first question we have for the episode is pretty loaded, Mark. And that <laughs> is, uh, what is the biggest question heading into 49ers training camp? I'll... Uh, let you answer this one, even though I got an idea about where you might be going. Uh, well, I think the obvious one to me is when do you see Brock Purdy? Uh, this is kind of um, an interesting one because I think most people have expected, I've expected this, that the 49ers would put him on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Not a bad thing. There's two separate pup lists. There's one for training camp and one for the actual season. If you're placed on PUP during the actual season, what you're you're required to miss at least four games, I think is the number. That's not what this preseason training camp PUP list is. Uh, it just means that 
you know, he's, he's not counting against the guys that you can have in camp. Um, so that's the general expectation. And who knows, by the time that you out there are listening to this, perhaps Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have spoke and have said he is going on pup. But the fact that they haven't said anything about it yet, we don't know for sure if he is going to go on pup, Evan. Um, it at least maybe leaves a, a chance that you could see Brock Purdy this week. The 49ers can put him on pup to start training camp and then bring him off um, and, and do whatever you want there. But once a guy does start practicing, he can't go on that list. Excuse me, on that list. So it's kind of just a if you got to be 100% certain of a guy's readiness if you're going to put him out there and and practice. Uh, so again, with all that said, if he does practice this week, even as soon as tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday, the 49ers have to be extremely confident in Brock Purdy's readiness physically to do so. Uh, so what I'm keeping an eye out for is when do we see Brock Purdy? The question related to that is, does he go on pup to begin training camp, which we should know relatively soon this week? Yeah, I think, look, Brock Purdy's recovery timeline, that was one that I had written down. Uh, Nick Bosa, when he's when is he going to get his extension? That's a big Because one. I think that, look, the, the number is going to be astronomical it's going to set records he's the best defensive player arguably in football currently standing he's entering his prime he's going to get more than Aaron Donald per year but when does he get paid because I've seen a bunch of different reports floated out there Mark I saw on our very station Dave Lombardi of the Athletic talk about how it's going to come down to the deadline and don't expect it anytime soon and then I was reading in the SF Chronicle today, Eric Branch, their 49ers reporter, uh, quote, figures could be consummated this week. Uh, so I don't know exactly when that's going to happen. Now, consummated, is that an agreed upon term? Is that actually in writing? Who knows? Um, but I'm very curious to see what Nick Bosa's extension is and when it comes down. And then my third kind of big question for this training camp, Mark, is what Debo Samuel is going to look like? Because he admittedly came into training camp last year out of shape. He did not have a great season by his own metrics, even though the 49ers were wildly successful with him underperforming. And now with a full training camp, I'm curious to see what he is going to do because he also wasn't a full participant in their offseason mini camp, and we didn't see him out there a whole lot on OTAs. So from first to third, Brock Purdy's recovery timeline is absolutely one. The quarterback, undoubtedly. The second, when is Nick Bosa going to get his bread? And thirdly, is Debo Samuel going to be the 2021 version of himself coming into camp, or is he going to be the 2022 version of himself? Yeah, those are all good. I have those on my list as well. To to go after your second one, to add on there a little bit, uh, Nick Bosa's contract extension, you think back to last year, it was the Debo Samuel contract extension. There was a lot more drama around that one, of course, because he had reportedly requested a trade and, and all of that drama. I don't need to rehash it. Um, but he eventually agreed to the contract on July 31st, at least according to reports. Um, so I would maybe set the the over under, if you would. Uh, does it happen in July or does it happen in early August? That's kind of the cutoff point, and it's where it's kind of been in the past for the 49ers. If it's going to happen, not if, it's going to happen. The question is, is it going to happen within the first few days of training camp, or will it take a little bit more negotiation? I can 100% promise you that it will happen. It's just a question of exactly when. Uh, you're right, that is a question, and it's a big one because he's going to get paid. The question for me, and I think you would agree, and I think you were getting to this, 
isn't necessarily about when or if it's even going to happen. It's just simply the question, how much freaking money is it going to be? Because it is going to be absolutely massive. He will be the highest paid defensive player in NFL history, uh, at least for a short period of time. The, the market always resets when you have a generational talent like this uh, become uh, an extension eligible. Um, but that is the only question around the Nick Bosa larger question, Evan, because there's no doubt in my mind that he will sign something soon. It's just a question of uh, how much is he resetting the market by? Yeah, and look, if we're having to throw a number out there, I think Aaron Donald is the highest paid defensive player at about $30 million per year. I wouldn't be shocked to see Nick Bosa get five, pardon me, uh, uh, what is it? Four years for a hundred and I'm doing the math correctly. 140 million, 35 million per year. To me, I don't yeah. think that's out of bounds. And that might even be, you know, just a, a contract negotiation of how many years versus the AAV. Um, whatever they can do to max them out, they're going to. Like Nick yes. Bosa is going to reset records, not only for defensive players, Mark, but I also think we're going to see finally a top-notch defensive player be paid like a quarterback. And that has not happened, to my knowledge, all that often in NFL history. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's weird. We talked about this a little bit last week in relation to the running backs. I mean, part of the reason why the running backs, there isn't a lot of money for them anymore, obviously, is the nature of the position. And teams seem to have found what they feel like is a market inefficiency with some of those less expensive running backs. But you have quarterbacks like Daniel Jones, for example, making $40 million a year. And the Giants are looking at Saquon Barkley like, hey, sorry, we can't pay you. Um, now you have defensive players like Nick Bosa, who's certainly much better at what he does than Daniel Jones is at what he does. But making likely, we still have to await the numbers from Nick Bosa, but likely similar numbers to a quarterback, Daniel Jones, who got to the playoffs last year and, and so on and so forth. So you're right. It is interesting how how these positions and the money uh, kind of allotted to each of those positions continues to grow. Because, I mean, after a quarterback, you were to ask anyone with knowledge of how to build a football team, what's like the second most important position in football? You probably would get some people saying defensive back, but I think most people would say a pass rusher. And obviously that's what Nick Bosa is. Maybe offensive line left tackle would be up there as well. Um, but Nick Bosa is a building block and people like him edge rushers, elite edge rushers, even interior defensive linemen who aren't generally the good uh, edge or pass rushers. Uh, those guys are building blocks of rosters and perhaps only pale to, to quarterbacks in terms of importance and, and your ability to, to win games. Well, and if we're talking about the importance on the Fort Anders roster, he's not a building block. Nick Bosa <laughs> is the, the building yeah. block. Yeah, like That's why we're talking about him getting the amount of money that he is duly deserved because he's coming off a defensive player of the year. He is just entering his prime. He's got a lot of great football left in him. And most importantly, he can impact winning right now. So yes, quarterback is the most important position in football. The 49ers, and we'll get to it, have not really figured that out yet so far, even though Brock Purdy is expected to be their number one quarterback entering this season. So right now, Nick Bosa is the building block. And, and look, I mean, we're talking about what positions are important to be paid as far as you know general NFL teams. Um, but with the 49ers, look, you know, Nick Bosa is at the top of the list. 
Uh, Trent Williams is obviously up there. Hmm. And then, you know, you're looking around at the contracts, Mark, and Debo Samuel on that near $25 million, you know, number per year is jumping out at you like, this guy had better be a building block for the 49ers this season. Not to say that he wasn't last year, but if you're talking about list of an importance and the players that kind of keyed the success for the 49ers last season, is Debo Samuel in your top five? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I'm not I saying mean... he can't be this season, but last year he was not giving yeah. you the production as far as the money is concerned. Probably not. I mean, even if you just look at the offense, I mean, once, you know, post McCaffrey acquisition, McCaffrey was the most important skill position player, bar none, not even a question. George Kittle had a fantastic end to the regular season, uh, and it kind of coincided with Brock Purdy's rise was George Kittle having a, a great season. Brandon Ayuk was the team's leading receiver really all year long. That didn't really change towards the end of the regular season either. And, I mean, you could always throw Trent Williams in there, despite the fact that the line was a little more experienced last year than it will be this coming year. But Trent Williams, maybe the best pure football player in the entire league, despite at his uh, advanced age for an elite offensive lineman, I'm 100% with you. I don't, I don't think you can call Debo Samuel one of the team's five most important players last year. It's even debatable that he's one of the five most important offensive players last year. So um, I am also keeping an eye on Debo Samuel, and it's something I, I want to get into a little bit in our next segment when it comes to position battles, um, because I think there's something really interesting brewing in the wide receiver room. Um, but you're 100% right. Debo Samuel with his offseason workouts, which he didn't have any of last year. Remember, uh, when he spoke earlier in the offseason, I think at OTAs, uh, you know, at the 49ers facility, saying things along the lines of, well, there was, you know, all that drama and distraction last offseason. I didn't really have the ability to, to come in and get my work in. And I felt like I was a little behind the eight ball. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. But that hasn't really been the case this offseason. I don't know if you've seen him. I've certainly seen a lot of you know, his workout videos on Instagram. They get all the 49er fans fired up. You've seen a lot of those over the last month and a half or so from Debo Samuel. So does that translate? Does he look more like the 2021 Debo as opposed to the 2022 Debo? I don't know. But if he does, uh, this 49er offense might reach a, a different level. 